subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour i'm matt heron i'm jeff zelda kowalski <laughs> i'm louisa calamity gannon heron oh that's such a good name for him too. <laughs> i know Ugh. it's like it's as if uh nintendo was like well people are gonna come up with a dumb internet name for this version of gannon anyway let's get out ahead of that yeah yeah, it's much better than when, than 20 years ago when they're like, hmm, what should we call the human form of Ganon? What about Ganondorf? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, at that time, the height of humanity was Tim Conway on his knees t- teaching you how to play golf. Uh, yeah, that's true, and Ganon does spend most of that game pretending to be a little person. And the number one box office draw was Steven Dorf, so it all really came together. So, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are all very excited because of the Switch launch and also the new Zelda game, and that is what we've been talking about. Hey, I have a quick message to Nintendo before we get started. Um, I was picking my, like, icon to represent me on the Switch console when I'm friends with other people. They see the picture of me and stuff. Um, until you guys make a good... Uh, Metroid game in the past 10 years, you're not allowed to keep using that icon. You can't have me, you can't give me the choice to choose Samus and then be like, oh, fuck yeah, wait, the last time they made a good game of this was literally 15 years ago. That is not okay. Uh, Like, the Metroid Prime games are fine, but they're not what I want from Metroid. Like, I just want Metroid 5, please. The first Metroid Prime game was pretty good, but that was 15 fucking years ago. Yep, I like. I really liked Metroid Fusion, and oh, you know what? Zero Mission came out in what, like two thousand five? That one's pretty good. That's still ten. That's yeah, thirteen. It's far years too ago. long ago. Like yeah. we have Metroids zero through four. Just give us Metroid five. Like people are making stuff like Rogue Legacy and Axiom Verge and whatever other. Like because there's no good Metroids in Castlevanias, other people are just making them and getting all that money that you would be getting, Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't you... care about money. <laughs> they never know what they're doing. That's in that true. Order. Certainly, true. they have <laughs> so much of it that they could operate at a total loss for like twenty-five years before they go out of business. And they also—it's very much in their style to be like, "Oh yeah, everyone else is making some Metroidvania <laughs> games, huh?" Well, you know, I guess we're not really going to work on that. That's fine. You guys can work on it. Just kidding! We made the best one ever! It took us 20 years, but now it's amazing! Yep, that's exactly what they did with this new Zelda. It's like, ooh, open world games have been the thing since Grand Theft Auto 3, which came out in, like, 2002. We're never going to touch that. Yep. And they're like, oh, here's just the best one ever. Yep. I can't believe how big it is. When I see myself as a dot on the map and where I need to go, and I'm like, okay. The first the time dots I got... are like an inch apart, so that's going to just take me uh, ten seconds, and then it takes forever to get to that dot. <laughs> the first time that I got the map, like the full world map on the little tablet you get in the game, I was 
legitimately a little angry. I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> this is gonna take me so fucking long. Yeah, I um, I got to a point where a character was like, hey, you have to go to visit with these people that are far away, and it zoomed out from where I had been to where I needed to go, and I had played like eight hours, and the distance to where I needed to go was fully what I had uncovered so far <laughs> between me and there. Yes. <laughs> Like, the problem is, oh my as, God. as you're running along, you're like, oh my God, this is such a beautiful landscape, and it's so rich, and there's so many interesting things. Oh, wait, I'm getting killed by a goblin. <laughs> yeah. When you start to hear noises in the background, you're like, oh my God, is that outside in my real life, or is that right near me somewhere in the game? Oh, wait, no, somebody's just trying to kill me in real life. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a moblin on a horse swinging an axe at me uh, in my backyard. Yep. <laughs> I really like these uh, bokoblins. They were around a fireplace, and I startled them. A fireplace, not a fireplace, a campfire. And I startled yes. them, and the ones that had clubs lit their clubs on fire before they came to get me. I was like, oh man, these guys have some real <laughs> personality, and they're also about to kill me, and I need to climb this wall real quick. Yeah, the, um, the very frustrating thing to me, one of the very frustrating things to me, was that I spent so long trying to being like oh man i can't wait till they unlock the crafting mechanic people keep talking about that it's not locked they just never tell you how to do it yep (laughs) you just have to go find a food pot somewhere it's not just finding the food pot that's the easy part (laughs) you gotta know that you have to hold the different things in your different (laughs) hands and then approach the food pot and then you get a cook mechanic what why would i know to do that there's so many interesting weird systems in this game that the game like will subtly hint at that if you don't already figure it out on your own like it will never tell you it will just have characters like mention like hmm cook pots are pretty good like oh yeah i guess you could use that cook pot uh, now eight hours into the game when you needed it this whole time yeah (laughs) but even then they're sort of like this this cook pot is going to be really useful to you, and there's not an option to be like, do you mean now or at a later point in the game? And if now, how do I do it? Please, please, yeah, please tell me. I <laughs> that's been my whole experience here because I got the new switch, and Matt, you probably just unpacked yours and plugged it all in. And I basically did that, but I did look at the instructions on the side of the box, and it's got maybe one-third of how many instructions you would need to actually (laughs) set it up, because it lets you know, hey, you probably didn't know that this holder for the Joy-Con will charge them. All right, off you go. (laughs) Like, you didn't tell me how to plug any of it into a TV or anything. I did have to look up online, like, okay, but if I don't have that, how do I charge my Joy-Con? I did not buy that thing. Apparently the only way is to plug them into the tablet. Yep. Yeah. Which, but that's okay. fine. Yeah. They last they last 20 hours on a charge. So like yeah. it, I'm I'm not going to get past it that. It just seems like it should have had a plug on the standard one cuz the standard one has like That would have been nice. Yeah, it's like you have to buy the charging grip for $30, which seems like a lot. <laughs> I guess they didn't I'm... want to give another cord so that there would be a cord to charge the system and a cord to charge the controller. Because yeah, I guess. The cost that's what that, they did with the Wii U, though. Yeah, that's mm. true. 
I, I have the game on Wii U, and I expected it to have like maps and items on the gamepad like it did for Wind Waker HD, and I assume Twilight Princess HD, which is still sitting unopened under my television. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't. It just, the screen is black and it says tap here to play on the gamepad. Like, I think they just spent the the six months between announcing the the launch date and the launch date making the Wii U version play exactly like the Switch version. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty obvious that this it was originally intended to be on the Wii U though because yep. the magical object that <laughs> unlocks literally everything in the game is like a gamepad tablet. <laughs> yep. Link just carries around a steampunk Wii U gamepad that all his items are on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, guys, you, you could have just left that functionality in. You can also say that's a Switch tablet. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Creative. They didn't have to change it. I guess that's true. Um, the, all that having been said, I don't know that I'm ever going to go back to using a game controller where both of my hands have to be together like a fucking goon. Yeah, like, that was the, the thing I liked about the Wii, is that you could kind of, like, rest your hands at your sides and still be playing the game like a normal person. Even then, though, they were connected by a cord, so they could only be so far apart. These, the the Switch controllers, the Joy-Cons, like, they don't have to be anywhere near each other. So I can just sit in a chair with my arms as I would normally have them and be holding the two different controllers in my hands and play the game it's great yeah the arms fully down uh the sides of the chair and your head back like you've just been killed execution style exactly (laughs) see i don't like that um i feel like they're so small i'm gonna get them all sweaty on their connector (laughs) side or something accidentally (laughs) (laughs) i did put that cartridge in my mouth you know yeah me too what did it taste like yeah very bad I want to know what the flavor is. It tastes it's, just like that stuff you put on your nails to stop biting them, where it's just very, very bitter. Oh, I, don't have have, you ever, I don't want to have that. Have you ever licked something that had glue on it? Yeah, I guess so. It yeah, tastes it gets you real like, high. <laughs> just like that. If you cover a frog in glue and then <laughs> lick it and then sniff it, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to want a glass of milk. <laughs> oh, come on. Jeff, that's the third time you've referenced that dumbass thing that got me in it's trouble gonna be, with our fans. It's going to be my recurring joke for the rest of time, uh, just because you guys didn't hear of it somehow. I've um, heard of it. No one has. I just never read it. No one has heard of it. So I had a specific thing I did online related to Zelda, which was purchase it on Amazon, which was a mistake, because they yep. delivered it a day late. Yep. Me too. Eh, Fuck that. I was fine with that. (laughs) But what I did was I tried to cancel it, and it was like, no, we already processed it, you can't cancel it. So I ordered one at GameStop and played it three hours Friday night and, like, five hours Saturday morning until the Amazon delivery came in and then just returned the sealed Amazon copy to GameStop. (laughs) And I still got my Amazon 20% off games that you get with Prime. That's pretty clever. I thought about doing that until I realized it was insane. Yeah, it's so much extra work. Because if you would think back on that experience next week, you'd be like, why did I get all that extra trouble? No, worth it, because now I'm 15 (laughs) hours into the game instead of uh, only 8. And yet I'm still somehow ahead of you in the game, so... 
I guess I'm pretty good. I, got, I guess I'm a real gamer. I got a lot more <laughs> goblin killing done than you did at cooking of berries. Yeah, but, okay, but you said before we started that the reason you were doing all that was to get uh, outfit pieces, which is cool, and the outfit pieces are great, but I knew, I know, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm right, that the way these games work is later on in the game, you're going to get outfit pieces through the course of the plot that are way better than anything you can buy. And then what's the point of having, like, they're not going to have a point in this game where you don't get a fucking Link hat or, like, a <laughs> like his normal Link clothes. So, like, I, I'm going to wait until then and have all those great clothes, and then I'll have so much money that I can go back and buy all the dumb shit for playing dress-up. <laughs> well, these are currently my best clothes because when you find the Great Fairy, she upgrades your armors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and also it took it maybe better... half an hour of cooking to get all the money I needed. Isn't it better to uh, get the your best armor in the game upgraded, though, rather than upgrading purchased I mean, armor? You can upgrade as much armor as you want, as long as you have the right flowers to give her. Okay. Well, That's I'm not going to do that anytime soon. I'm busy <laughs> playing the game. Hey, do you guys remember which um, Studio Ghibli movie this game made me think of when I first got to that uh, church that if you shut up for a second I can get to my point. <laughs> hey, what did I think of when yeah. I played this game? You'll Do you be guys able remember? to answer it if you shut up. <laughs> when you get to the church and it's been destroyed by robots that are now overgrown with moss and everything. Yes. What is the one where there's the floating city with all the robots that Howl's are covered moving in vines? Howl's Moving Castle. Is that in that one? No. Nausicaa no. Valley of the Wind? Maybe, because it's a boy and a girl. Kiki's Delivery Shut Service. Up. <laughs> I think Nausicaa is the only other steampunk uh, Ghibli movie. Well, okay. pre-Ghibli, but Miyazaki. Yeah, there's a speech by a... Spoiler, a speech by the robot at the end about how war is bad. <laughs> oh, really? The secret uh, world yeah. of Arietti. <laughs> yeah. A Japanese movie about how war is bad? <laughs> Perish the thought. Ponyo. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep naming these until you get annoyed. Oh, I went to it's see. Too late. I went to see Logan today, and they had the Ghost in the Shell trailer beforehand, and I'm like, did these people like watch Ghost in the Shell before they made this movie? Did they watch oh, yeah. it on mute or something? Because it, like it looks okay, but they seem to have missed the tone. I think you just described every movie that's been made by Hollywood for the past ten years. Yeah. Oh, it looks really good, but no one knows what they're saying. Yeah, so let's get all those Japanese people out of there and put some whiteies in it. Well, it was yes, so disheartening also. to read about how that works like for um, uh, in publishing, uh, how Hollywood relates to it, in that if a book does well enough, people just buy it on spec, like studios do, just to have the rights to it in case it becomes super successful and then they have the right to make the movie, but a lot of times they don't ever intend to do that. Like, they don't care at all, they just buy the rights. Yeah. So they'll have them and no one else will have them. Yeah, how how much of a bummer would that be if you were a writer and yeah. you were like, oh my god, somebody bought the movie rights to my book, like, maybe, like, now I'm finally gonna see my vision. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, it's sort of the opposite of that with, um, uh, John Green sold, he sold the rights to Looking for Alaska back in, like, 2005 when it came out, and yep. he's been hoping, like, ever since that they never make it because he's embarrassed of that book. <laughs> uh, but they're finally making it because of the two other successful movies based on his books. Yeah. See, that's what happens. 
the thing is, if you're an author and you're not embarrassed by at least one of your books, then you're probably an asshole. <laughs> it was his first book, and it does have some things to be embarrassed about in it, so... Yeah, that's fine. Everyone who... Like, whenever you write, it's like you're sealing a, a sliver of your, like, imagina imagination and personality uh, from that moment in your life, and, like, freezing it in amber forever, and everyone yeah. hates the past versions of themselves, mm -hmm. right? Books yes, that's true. Yes. yes. That's why I don't write anything emotionally vulnerable and instead only write uh, fantasy stories. Yeah. Well, fantasy stories can be emotionally vulnerable. Yes, that's true, but uh, I don't know. I don't like people or complexity. Yeah, me either, and that's why I know I'll never advance as an artist, because you have to put that vulnerability and emotion into your art if it's going to be real art. Whatever, yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't have any real emotions in it. <laughs> those wait, is, those is, books is, friggin' rule, and they don't have wait, like any is, pathos. Is incest an emotion, you guys? <laughs> They're just intricately plotted, beautiful puzzle boxes. You are crazy. Yeah, no, you're wrong. No, those books are great. <laughs> yeah, but they're great. The good yeah. parts of that book are the emotional parts. Yeah, that's where, true. Like, yeah. You see how much Jon Snow cares for uh, the secret world of Ariadne. What's her name? Arya. <laughs> <laughs> all I could think was Ariadne, and I had to say it to yeah. get it out of my brain. <laughs> Arya, who lives under the floorboards. <laughs> yeah, well, basically. Yeah, she's always <laughs> borrowing those knives to murder her enemies with. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that's a mashup that's waiting to happen. Yeah, get on it, Saturday Night Live, like five years come on, ago. Come on, college humor. <laughs> the secret world of Arya Stark. Let's get it made. Yep. Uh, okay, so my Zelda-related thing from the internet. <laughs> yes. Um, oh yeah, we're doing that. Yes. Uh, it's actually not from the internet per se, but the Zelda game is on the internet, so it counts. Um... I've had a long-standing theory about what the Zelda games are about in general, and they're about the ways in which we as a culture interpret immortality, because there's the three characters that are the three pieces of the Triforce, Zelda, Ganon, and Link, and they all represent different ways of seeking out immortality for yourself, mm -hmm. because... Zelda is immortal through, like, her family, her lineage, right? Because the royal family of Hyrule is always producing these princesses who are the ones in all these different eras that are the heroes. Yeah, Ganon... and this arcane knowledge sort of enca uh, encapsulates wisdom as a concept. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Ganon is trying to take immortality, like, direct immortality. He wants him himself to be alive forever and be all-powerful. So he becomes then, a lich king, essentially. Yes. And he's the and, only consistent character. Like, there's a dozen Zelda and Links and one Ganon. Right. And then Link represents the concept of reincarnation because he's never from the same background in any of these games. Hmm. He's this hero that's being reincarnated throughout <laughs> all of the periods of this game. A quick aside, so, he always wakes up at the beginning of every Zelda game. And at, in this one, he wakes up in a tank of like glowing <laughs> gel. And I was like, oh, they're finally admitting that he's a clone. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't no. think he's a clone. I think it's like the, they kind of hint at it in some of the lore building in this game that like his soul is being reincarnated in wherever it's needed and all this stuff. Yeah, that's um, fair. But what I think is interesting about this game is, and this is 
I'm going to spoil the very first, like, ten seconds of the game. So if you if you really don't want spoilers, then skip ahead one minute. Um, but you find out that uh, Link was, like, wounded at, in a battle and then rebuilt, sort of like a robot rebuilt uh, uh, in a magical chamber so that he could come back to life. So he's subverting his own form of immortality, and I bet that's going to come into play later on in this game. Mm-hmm. When Dark Link shows up, everyone's favorite character. <laughs> Maybe. It's sort of a reversal of what happened in, I think, Zelda 2, where uh, Zelda, Princess Zelda, was uh, put to sleep for a hundred years, and you're playing as a different Link, but it's the same Zelda as the first game. Yeah. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's thematically interesting that they're... Because the whole game feels like a throwback to the the first Zelda, where you're just kind of dropped in the middle of it and not told where to go, and the world's huge and confusing and dangerous. <laughs> um, I really like that the uh, Zelda games have Link be uh, two different types of hero archetypes, but he's the same guy, where he's the lowly like farm boy who turns out to be the hero of the kingdom. And also, he's the one who's been prophesied since before his birth that he would be the hero. Like, he's both of those. It's interesting in this game because the prophecies from before his birth are also from after his birth. Yeah, exactly. Because he's been asleep for a hundred years, people are like, oh, that legend that I heard, like, this 30-year-old person is talking about these legends they heard as a child of you, that, like, the literal (laughs) you that you were. Yep. That's weird. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who are like, yeah, my great-grandfather told me about a guy, and the way he described him, he looks just like you. That's weird. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Oh, that's the thing I wanted to say. Uh, Skyward Sword pretty much confirmed your theory, Matt. Like, I think the bad guy in that curses Zelda and Link to be eternally reborn through time and fight Ganon all- always. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda isn't eternally reborn. Zelda's family lineage has power in Yes, it. she has the blood of the goddess. Exactly. The blood is what's important with Zelda. The soul is what's important with Link. And the power is what's important <clears throat> with uh, Ganon. That's the point I'm making. I, I never think about games the way their narrative is meant to be interpreted, especially not Nintendo. Like, there's a lot there to interpret. But I always just think what they want me to feel when I'm playing it. <laughs> because I'm very <laughs> well, surface level with games in that way. Well, I think that's fair, and that's like a good way to enjoy a game. But the the Link... The Legend of Zelda games in general are so pseudo-mythological. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I when I first came up with this theory I was like kind of afraid because I was like what if there's nothing there like <laughs> what if I what if I start really thinking about this and trying to come up with the the meta narrative of this myth as a whole and it turns out that it's just they were trying to make things fun and there wasn't <laughs> a game like then cuz I mean that's happened to me with games before where I'm like I bet there's a deeper meaning and there's yeah. not yeah that's always um, heartbreaking. <laughs> when you're yeah. like, oh, look what I figured out. I'm so smart. But no. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, Pokemon takes place in a post-war world. That's why there's no dads. <laughs> like, no, it's just like they could only put five people in per town, and it's a game about kids, so everyone's a kid. Yep. Also, uh, Pokemon No Dads would be a great, uh, like, branch-off game, I guess. <laughs> Or like a father figures? Is that I what want, you're like, going with this? Or a prequel where all the dads try to fight the Pokemon and get killed because they're giant psychic worms. I want a <laughs> a 
uh, poke uh, like punk vest patch that says like all Pokemon no dads. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. It's pure nonsense, but it feels right. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent Pokemon, zero percent dad. That's what you should have. One hundred percent concentrated power of will. Oh man, no, uh, you know, like those, like those angel and demon uh, tattoos that like girls used to get, where it's like a hun- like ninety nine percent angel, one percent devil. Yeah. You should get a tattoo like that, Jeff. That says ninety nine percent Pokemon, one percent dad. Yeah, I'm gonna get a baby doll tee in pink with yes! glitter. Ninety nine percent Pokemon, one percent dad. That's perfect. Oh, very it, good. It will really work for your Harley Quinn cosplay as well. <laughs> And the knuckles on your right hand say poke, and the ones on your left hand say dads. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your favorite poke dads? Uh, oh, Mr. Man. Mime, obviously. Because <laughs> there's, there's a Mime Jr., so he's clearly a dad. Kangaskhan, does that count? Mm, Kangaskhan's I, a mom. Well, I do feel some, like... you know, seahorses have pouches if they're male. That so. species is only female, Kangaskhan. I don't believe I, it. I feel like that uh, deer with the million horns that was a legendary in X and Y. Xerxes? Uh, yeah. Iveltal? No, Iveltal's no, the... the dragon bird. Yeah, yeah no. Xerneas? It it's like Xerneas. Xerneas, that's the one. Uh, I feel like he'd be a good dad. He seems real calm. Yeah. I yeah. Think that's an important like, quality for dads. Like the also dad from that Bambi. Other deer that's got like its its antlers are tree <laughs> branches and it's got grass on it, but it and it's yeah. got like stern angry eyes, but a smiling mouth. That's yeah, probably what's his a good name? Dad. Buck Buck something? Sawsbuck. Can, can we start marketing our podcast to dads and have the tagline be quality for dads? <laughs> yeah, of course you because um, I said that phrase and I love it now. Quality for dads. I want that on like a baseball style t-shirt. Like quality in the script with the underline and then below it says for dads. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like the implication that it's quality and the reason it's quality is for dads as opposed to it being just quality for dads. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, hold on. No, I don't. <laughs> no, like, <I> don't <laughs> like this is quality to dads and everyone else thinks it's garbage. No, I'm saying this is quality, and the reason we made it quality is for dads, but oh, it's quality yes, for see. everyone. I'm reading it as it's quality, but this quality is specifically reserved for dads. You are not allowed to enjoy it. <laughs> it's so strong really enough for a to... mom, but made for a dad. <laughs> so, Louisa, you really wanted to say quality for dads only. Yep. Dads only club. <laughs> yeah, uh, 007 in for dads eyes only. Is no there... moms allowed. Is there any way we could change our podcast to be uh, for dads only? Yeah, that's basically what we do, right? Yeah, the title of this podcast is now for dads only. Yeah, the daddy's only podcast. No, I don't like that. I don't like no, that. that either we have, We've gone off the rails. We're going to have to list it in sex and relationships. <laughs> All right, Louisa, what did you do on the internet? Uh, what I did on the internet is become very suspicious that Link isn't a human, like a human elf type person. That he's actually some sort of very small gnome or hobbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All the other humans are the same size as him. Ah, here's the thing. No, they're not. And I put proof on Twitter today. But when you see him standing next to the old man, he's half the height of that old man. Yeah, but no, that, that old... guy doesn't count. That old man <laughs> is, is he like... a giant? He's like an Odin wizard. <'m hoping he's secretly dumpy when he pulls back well, that head. Listen, I doubt it. 
you can't start discussing things that you know Jeff and I already know because we've played the game further than you. <laughs> well, like, I don't it's... know what you know, and if if I'm right, then I guess I know better, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess so. If you're right that he's Dante, the grave digger. Mm-hmm. He's got that lantern on a stick. But he's so handsome. He's like a handsome dad. <laughs> he is kind of a dad. But he is definitely a bigger species than whatever Link is. Um, maybe. I mean, Link is just a twink, though. Like, <laughs> okay, <doesn't>... no. <laughs> yes, he you're is... right. Yes, you're absolutely right. But he's only three feet tall if this guy is six feet tall. And that's strange when he's well, got, like, a adolescent body, isn't it? You're, assu- you're assuming that dude's feet are on the ground, but I would like I would like evidence that he's actually standing and not hovering constantly somehow. I'm like imagining it's a gazoo. situation... It's like... Yes, exactly. What if he's just shoulders and yeah. a cape? <laughs> I'm imagining a situation where Link is, like, a smallish dude, like Elijah Wood, and the old man is a huge guy, like John Goodman. Yeah, yeah I'd I like don't think their height this... difference is that much, though. Yeah, but it seems like it is. If they were in a movie together, it would seem like Elijah Wood was half the size of John Goodman. But here's the thing, right? Because, and like, that dude is the first dude you meet in the game, and you don't meet any other people until after you've, like, finished dealing with his quests and stuff. Hmm. Here's my thing. What if Link comes out of his sleep, and he sees this dude, and he has literally no memories, so he's like, huh, I guess that's a normal height for a person. <laughs> and then later on when he meets up with people and starts regaining his memories, he's like, wait, that dude was fucking massive. <laughs> like, I want to go back and ask him about that, but I guess I can't. Yeah, he's way up high on that plateau. Yeah. I'm never going to speak to him again, so fuck, I, that was really a weird thing. <laughs> I wish my back to tank had had, like, memory juice in it for me to wake up with knowing how big people are supposed to be. Yeah. What if he is a clone, and every time they clone a new one, they make sure that they don't remember, the clones don't remember how all the other clones have died? And, you're just uh, saying the plot of Venture Brothers right now. Yep, That's all you're doing. But here's the twist. Each time they clone it again, they have to clone it from a previous clone, so it's 10% smaller. <laughs> so it's just Link who's getting smaller and smaller? That would be great if that was an actual mechanic in the game. Every time you died, you could continue, but you were just a little smaller. And maybe you wouldn't notice for a while, and then after a while you'd be like, okay, I'm smaller than this apple, what the fuck? What is happening in this game? Yeah, you're so you're 90% Pokemon and 10% smaller? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Secret Lives of Ariadne. That's not the word. Uh, <laughs> I made a game for a game Secret jam. Lies once. of Ariadne is like the After Dark. <laughs> Continue. It's the one on Cinemax. Yeah, I made a game for dyers. a game jam once that was the opposite of what you just proposed, Matt. Where uh, you're like a spaceship shooting things, and every time you hit an enemy, you get like one pixel bigger. <laughs> so oh, it no. takes like ten enemies before you notice that you've gotten larger. <laughs> Okay, what was the in-game justification for why? There wasn't. I had 48 hours to make this game. There was no story to it. The the challenge was uh, the prompt. uh, There was a tie for the prompt. One prompt was two buttons, and the other prompt was growing. So Mm. I did both. It was only controlled with the left and right arrow key. And One you just prompt automatically was spaceships, shot. and the other prompt was size play. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, let's get to the random reddits because we got a real nightmare selection here. Wait, what did yeah. everyone else do online besides my Hobbit theory? We, we both talked just, about it already. Yeah, did you, t- did you so find a specific? About it. Did you find a specific yes. thing though? I don't remember what they were. Yours was your theory of the, the many-faced god. Yep. Mine yes. was tricking Amazon and GameStop. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Gaming the gamers. Now the gamers become the gamed. <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand that every episode that we record of this, everyone forgets everything we said in that episode by yep. the next time. And then but you wake you up in start... a cave and you find out you're the hero. You have to defeat Calamity again. You've got to start remembering the episode that we're still currently recording. Though. That no. is where I draw no. the line. No, I won't. I won't do it. Okay. Yeah, Louisa had a really hard fight, fight against of gang of moblins, so she just woke up out of her back to tank halfway through the episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, okay, so. all right. I got r slash spicy, which appears to be the spicy food Reddit. You like spicy foods, yeah. Jeff? I mean, you like them. Yeah, I like spicy foods. It's my favorite category of food is spicy. <laughs> I like spicy foods. Okay. I'm a little concerned about talking about this one because I did start chili on the stove before we started recording, and I'm Ooh. very hungry, and I can smell it, oh. and it smells good and spicy, and I really want to go eat it, and if we talk about delicious spicy food, I might break down and just go eat my chili. Yeah, I've been eating uh, Japanese-style chicken curry, like, two or three times a week, every week for the past, like, five weeks, uh, and that's always very spicy, and now it's making me hungry. Is it, like, golden curry style? Yeah, I just make the sauce and then fry a chicken patty and put it over white rice and pour the sauce on it. Do you make the sauce out of, like, a chocolate bar of squares yeah. that you break out mm-hmm. and drop in? Yeah, man, I used to really like that stuff, but it smells so bad, and it's, <laughs> like, Ooh. your whole house smells like it forever. I feel the opposite. I love the way it smells. Oh, uh, well, everyone who lives with you doesn't. <laughs> That's well, they. Sure. They probably would say something if they didn't like the smells. <laughs> Maybe, or they'd be like our fucking son again. <laughs> All right, what did what uh, what did you get? Uh, let's okay. do, let's do Louisa first because Matt <laughs> yeah. is Matt's is a real. I don't even know one. what mine is. Okay, oh, I do. <laughs> mine could not be more generic. It's like an Amazon category <laughs> because it is r slash pets. And the banner is just every type of domesticated pet. You can have cats and dogs and birds and fish and things. And it's just people asking questions and stuff about pets. All about pets. I was about to say this might be our most, uh, like, when we picked a random It Reveals Our Personalities uh, episode ever, but, <laughs> but I now forgot you don't what like mine yours. <laughs> I don't remember it. Like, I still don't know what mine is. I'm waiting for Jeff to explain it, but I bet it's bad. It um, is. I read the rules of the subreddit. Oh, okay. I knew but, as soon as I saw the link because I live online. Okay, but Jeff, uh, Jeff's one is very him, and yeah. your one is very you, Louisa. Yeah, because I don't have any pets, so that makes perfect sense. No, but you like <laughs> pets. You, yeah, I do you, like pets. Yeah. Pets, pets, pets. Yeah, I, I used to deliver food to a uh, pet store called Pets, Pets, Pets. <laughs> Wait, okay, it's Pets, 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 or yes. Pets, Pet, Pets? Nope, the word Pets, three <laughs> times. you go and they have dogs trained to pet your cat? Yes! How great would that be? <laughs> we have monkeys that can pet your pet cats in here. Oh, monkeys petting cats is so cute. Have you ever seen yes. videos of that? Guys, yes. I peeked at the pet subreddit, and one of the posts uh, is 
titled Why Don't My Cats Like to Play by someone uh, with the username Uncle Rapey. Oh, no. <laughs> so we can't do this subreddit. Oh, I was going to say we definitely should do this subreddit before you said your <laughs> thing, Jeff. Okay, let me get mine out real quick. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. It's absolutely not what we're going to talk about. Mine is r slash wives. And that means a thing Jeff is now going to explain. Go. So, uh, in a desperate fit of not understanding irony at all, um, douchebag anti-feminist MRA dudes use the term red pill for uh, discovering that actually it's men who have it hard in the world, uh, and mm-hmm. that feminism is the matrix, and that you have to eat the red pill to get out of it, ignoring that the matrix was about being not a douchebag and also was made by two trans women um, who don't believe any of the things that MRAs believe. And this is a subreddit uh, with women who support MRAs. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, there's women that support MRAs? Or there are 2,061 men pretending (laughs) to make it seem like there are more online than there are. I but would I believe, think that there well, are just a lot of women online who don't understand. Well, okay, hang on. Because I think that it's likely that there are four women, maybe. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of them are all subscribers, like, hoping to see posts by those women so that they can predatorize them. Yeah. Right? That's <clears throat> probably what it is. I think communities never really understand how much social capital there is for a person willing to sell themselves out 100%. If you look at the Republican Party and you look at the uh, one or two black people or women that they really like who are totally willing to sell out <laughs> black women, black people and, uh, and women and everyone else, like, it's you can get really far if you're willing to do that. So yeah. there's always... In any group out of a hundred, there's always going to be one really desperate person who's willing to do that. So if you're a woman that people don't pay attention to, but you're like, you know what? Feminine, feminism is bad. You will have dirtbag men who are like, oh my god, you are so smart. You've got it all figured out. Hey, everyone, listen to this woman. The problem with all of this is, like, <clears throat> going to the... Uh, I've heard a couple people reference the play Lysistrata recently as, like, wouldn't it be great if women all just stopped, like being nice to men uh, because of how awful Republicans are treating women's health issues. Um, But the problem is that, you're right, Louisa, that is the case. And, like, can we not get together on fucking anything? (laughs) Just, like, can can humanity... Is is it in humanity's nature that, like, if you get a hundred people and you ask them all to do something, one of them will always be an asshole and say no? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I don't think that Lysistrata, th- like, I think it's already kind of happening. Like, uh, every, every like, bisexual or queer-identifying woman online or in real life that I know has pretty much stopped trying to date men because it's really hard because, like, at least half of us just do not know how to talk to human beings. 
Yeah, but the problem is that the people you know, Jeff, represent a very small portion yes, of the Yes, that's population. true, but you're not going to get any right-wing people to agree to do this because well, their whole... whole thing is they're winning right now. That's my whole point, though, because, like, you see Paul Ryan go up and be like, I want to start eating women's faces. Like, I just want to, I want to carve their faces off with a knife and eat it with a knife and fork. That's what I want to do. And then his wife is up there next to him like, I like being rich. Like, ah, yeah. like you should be mad at him for saying that though. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's always people who want to take those benefits. Like there's always people willing to strike that bargain. That's the thing. But why, I guess? What if we just killed them? Could we do that? <laughs> well, a lot of them are mentally ill or like abused. So that yeah. is really... Hell. So they're halfway there. <laughs> you are yeah. the worst. Oh, yeah, I, I, that, was, that was very bad of me to say. No. I should be the one who gets killed in this scenario for sure. <laughs> to no, be no, fair, please, please kill I think me. <laughs> every time I read the news, I think, I mean, we could just kill them, right? And then I'm like, no, 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 hold on. That's the opposite of my philosophy <laughs> yeah. in life. Yeah, that's the downside. But <laughs> I, I've said this on this podcast before, and I've, I'm probably on a watch list already, so it's fine. Um... Like, it is comforting to me to think, like, no matter how hard these people try, they're gonna die. Yeah. Man, Paul Ryan, like, he works out all the time. He's gonna die. And, like, he's gonna be like, but what about all of my money that will save me? Nope. Oh, but I've been such a virtuous worker, and Rand tells me I'm immortal. Nope. You're dead. Yep. That's gonna be really fun. Is Paul Ryan one of those weirdo objectivists? He's, like, the most the most and Randian human being on the planet right what now. What about the guy in Congress who's literally named after her? Rand Paul. No, more so than Rand Paul. Like, Paul Ryan said his favorite book was Atlas Shrugged. Mm. He quotes Ayn Rand all the time. His first budget proposal ever in Congress was taken almost word for word from a speech in one of Ayn Rand's books. Like, he is <laughs> What if we built more trains? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like, let's create a separate society for rich people because they're clearly the smartest people in our society. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and his World of Warcraft handle is John Galt 69 It probably is. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this man is the most powerful man in the world right now. So... Well, one of them. I mean, in a couple months he might be president. That's true, too. But also, like, right now, I think... It's hard to be the most powerful person in the world when you are literally unable to control your own, like, impulses. Mm, And that's pretty much everyone in the executive branch right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So Paul Ryan, like it or lump it, is like, at least knows how to govern and is doing it. And that makes him very powerful and also a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't going to talk about Red Pill Wise, but it really <laughs> took us down a bad path. <laughs> yeah. yeah well. Should we talk about pets to feel good, or should we talk about Red Pill Wives because we haven't gotten real for a while? Or do we talk about spicy food? I'm into spicy food, maybe. Yeah, I'm kind of about spicy food. We, I, have we done a food subreddit ever? Yes. <laughs> so many times. We've done a bunch of pet ones. We haven't done many political ones. 
No, but we've done a lot of yelling at losers on the internet ones. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the closest we've gotten the closest we've gotten to Red Pill Wives was uh, Forever, Forever Alone. Alone. Yeah, and that one was not a very good episode because we just spent a long time <laughs> being mean to people who are very depressed. Yeah, mm. and I people... I prefer to think of it as junking on nerds. Well, those people yes, have a lot well. of problems, and I'm sure there's a huge overlap with MRAs, but it's not really fair to say everyone who's depressed and is like, no one will love me, is an MRA. So, But I, I wonder if everyone who goes on the internet and talks to their friends about how, uh, how like angry they are that they will be alone forever, a lot of those people are probably MRAs, right? It's Forever Alone is Probably a gateway a lot, yeah. drug. It's a gateway drug to like incel pickup artist stuff, but it's not uh it's not a guaranteed through line. Yep. I wonder if you know how they say that like the modern Nazi party uh reco- like recruited people by uh going to different boards on like 4chan and stuff and like yep. found people who are susceptible to like f- needing to feel included. Mm. Do you think that, like, when we went and dunked on those nerds at Forever Alone, like, we pushed some people into being Nazis? (laughs) Are we responsible for Nazis, guys? No. Are we? No. We were just following orders. Jeff seems to think maybe yes. (laughs) No, I think that... that... Please don't be mad at me that I said that. (laughs) No, that's a good joke. Uh, I think that that's faulty reasoning. I don't think that the people who will ultimately be uh, victims of Nazism can be blamed for being too mean to the people who decided to be Nazis. Yeah, plus we can't let that blame thing happen because you see a lot of fucking articles right now that are like, I didn't even like Donald Trump, but liberals are so mean that I love him now. It's your fault, liberals. Like, fuck you, no. (laughs) You don't get to say that. (laughs) Your ideology should be based on, like, what you feel is correct and right on the inside instead yeah. of how other people what you don't like like it can't yeah. be the negative version of what you believe yeah because that's like you... mra things all over it's like a yeah. woman was mean to me once so now i'm an asshole to everyone forever see you say that but everyone on this podcast 100 percent for sure will vote for anyone who's not donald trump in the next election right Yes, because yeah. I disagree with him politically, not because a Republican was mean to me. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, but I don't know. like he's had his chance and proven himself, so that's why. <laughs> like, but like I'm saying, if fucking Kim Jong Un ran against Donald Trump in the next election, I would be like, I think maybe him. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> At least we know that he talks to Russia. Yeah, like, listen. Oh, wait, does no, he? I, I don't know. I'm just you. assuming because of anti-communist propaganda. If there was, like, a Nazi running against Donald Trump for primaries next time, and people are like, oh, everyone should, you know, uh, register as a Republican to make sure this Nazi gets to be the one who runs for president. Like, I don't think I would do that. I would try to put more effort yeah, on the that. other side. Yeah, but what if the Democrats put up a Nazi? <laughs> That's a real swerve. <laughs> That's a real bold move for 2018. Keep them guessing, I mean, guys. They're, they're basically, like, playing... Like, it's all make-em-ups out there. There's no... They have no idea what they're doing. They're like, is the funny, this how politic am work? Yeah, the funny thing is that the Democrats right now are like, oh, we need to find a way to unite people, and then there's 
literally a million people outside be like, hey, fight against big money in politics. And then the Democrats are like, if only we could find a way. And everyone's outside like, we have a way. Just <laughs> yeah. against big money in politics. And the Democrats are like, we'll never figure it out. Like, Well, I'm hoping yeah. it's going to be the left equivalent of the Tea Party in that there were mo- moderate Republicans and the Tea Party is like, no, say that all Mexicans are evil. And m- the moderate Republicans were like, yeah, we're not really going to build policy based on that. And then they got voted out, like they got cleared away. So I'm kind of hoping maybe the more extreme left clears out some of these moderate Democrats. That would be great, but the reason that that worked so well with the Tea Party is because the more racist and horrible you are, the richer you get. But the more (laughs) nice and, like, caring about people over big corporations, that does not get you very wealthy, and thus you cannot win elections. Yeah, but if you can stir more of a base, you're always going to have the numbers on your side. Yeah, maybe. I thought that was true. I thought that was true real hard until six months ago. (laughs) But, as we all have talked about a million times, they didn't really stir that base. Like, they kind of said, well, people have to vote for this side. And... Yep. Did you see that video uh, maybe a month or two ago? It was Nancy Pelosi doing a town hall in New York, and this kid is like 22, and his name is Tyler. And he was like, hey, I was going to, they gave me a safe question to ask, but I have this this, uh, switch them up for you. Um, So I (laughs) love socialism. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, socialism is good. What are the Democrats going to do to sway the far left? And Nancy Pelosi's response was basically uh, nothing, because actually capitalism is good. Yeah. Yeah, Even even though he brought up the stat that like more than half of millennial voters think capitalism is fundamentally broken. Yeah, and like. Yeah, he was just like, we. a lot of people feel like capitalism doesn't serve their needs, so how are you going to turn people around? And her response was, well, capitalism is what we've got. And like, God, that's the wrong answer. So the wrong yeah. answer. Yeah. At least try to convince me why capitalism is the thing we've got. Because yeah. it, it signs her paychecks. Well, yeah. Mm. Uh, so spicy, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess we all really just want to talk about t- politics, but... <laughs> I, like, uh, I'm yeah. willing to set aside the politics to talk about spicy food, but also I am willing to get uh, way angrier. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like I want to get way angrier. <laughs> I, I also feel like I could get way angrier, but I'd rather not. So yeah, let's go to spicy food. Plus, right, to cool. it would make me angry in a very specific way, because it's one thing to hear um, very angry, lonely men say how feminine is feminism is bad it's another thing to hear women say it work against themselves that really upsets me in a different way yeah man wouldn't it be great if we had enough money and by we i mean the three of us had enough money to just run like a national series of campaign ads and rather than being partisan for any one party or candidate all the ad would say is like fucking vote for your own interests please yeah Yeah. like just do the one thing all you need to do is think (laughs) what would be best for me and then vote for that that is literally the basis of democracy what the fuck are you doing there's not enough rich there's not enough rich people to uh win elections if the poor people that they're tricking were just voting selfishly Well, and the yeah. reason that poor people do that is because they're like, but someday I'm going to be rich. Like, fucking no, you're not. Yeah. Especially not if you keep voting for rich people. Everyone lives on that gamble, though. Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's so very stupid. stupid. Yeah. 
They're like, like, oh, death tax is bad because if I was a millionaire, I couldn't leave as much money to my kids. You're never going to be a millionaire. It's like when... And also, you shouldn't leave money to your kids because rich children growing up rich is, like, the biggest problem. (laughs) Yes. Um... It's like when I'm at, like, work things or whatever, and I'm around people who are very intelligent people who then start talking about playing the lottery, and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I know it's silly, but, you know, I still do it. Like, no! No! It's not like, oh, yeah, it's just my fun little thing. No! It's stupid! Stop it! (laughs) Yeah. It's not, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I guess it is fun. What are you doing? It's not fun. Stop. (laughs) Jesus. So... So apparently the Cape Cod brand kettle-cooked fresh jalapeno-infused potato chips are very good. Oh yeah, those things are awesome. They are so spicy, but like, they're especially good if you're very hungry, because you know how when you mm. eat something very spicy, it like, makes you not You just want to eat more of it until you die? Oh. <laughs> but, but like, you maybe want more, but you aren't hungry anymore, like your stomach Hold doesn't... On. Before we start mm. talking about specifics, I want to talk about this generally. Oh, oh yes. yeah, you have to Spy read the side. I just wanted to get us off of that with a yeah. hard left. <laughs> so it has a very like simple... the hard left that the Democrats need no! to take. <laughs> Guys, can we start? Can we call the the Democratic equivalent of the uh, Tea Party the hard left, please? I guess <laughs> I don't love it. It would be really good. What about people the horny are already left? saying <laughs> people are already no, saying alt left. <laughs> okay, yeah. the horny left. That's the one the, for sure. The turgid left. <laughs> the tumescent left. See, I assumed Gross. that hard left Louisa objected to because it left out women in a way, and so I wanted it to be something that's all inclusive. So horny left for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and then you could be like, well, I don't know, I mean, I know that the Democratic Party is going through a lot of stuff, but I think that Keith Ellison is a really good representative of the horny left. <laughs> yeah, the whole party needs to get hornier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good! And it's kind of accurate, because liberals also tend to have more sex. Mm-hmm. So, horny left it I'm is, guys. I'm with horny, 2020. <laughs> guys. We've, we've revolutionized politics. Everything is about labels, and now we have the best label ever for a political movement. Oh, yeah, everyone spread it around. Wait, but actually... That's uh, our other this motto, past, everyone spread it around. This past election, we elected the horniest president of all time. No. No. That's not true. Disagree. Because being... You think he's hornier than... You don't think he's as horny as Bill Clinton? I think he's way horny. No, 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 no Or no, JFK. No. Oh, because that's right. JFK was pretty young. Here's the thing, because... Donald Trump isn't horny, per se, I don't think. No. He's gross, but, like, it seems like he doesn't want to get his, like, get his own pleasure as much as he wants to control and dominate other people. Yeah. That's not horny, that's sociopathic. Are you kink-shaming the president, Matt? <laughs> no, I mean, if it was... <laughs> hey, if, if, if your kink <laughs> is psychological domination, then I'll say, yeah, your kink is wrong, and I will kink-shame someone. Oh, man, that. I kink-shame people all the time, because I do think that sometimes of sex is gross. <laughs> Listen, having your sex be gross is fine. Like, if you want to have gross sex and you and your partner are, are both enjoying it, I have no problem with that. However, uh, I think that when you are... When your sexual pleasure is tied to making somebody else sad yeah that is not a that is not a kink that is like a psychological illness yeah yeah 
Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, read the spicy sideboard. <laughs> so it's pretty plain. Doesn't have any picture at the top. It does have a racist uh, little alien, Reddit, a Reddit alien, where the Reddit alien is wearing a poncho and a sombrero. For at Reddit least he doesn't spicy. have a mustache. Is I guess that... that's true. Is that better? I, I, I guess it's technically better. I mean, it... most of our spicy peppers do have Mexican names or Spanish is... names, I guess, but they're from wait, Mexico. Wait, Jeff, how does that? How does that? Relate to dressing up your cartoon character like a Mexican person. The board does have a uh, rule against racism. Well, so I feel like they're at least coming from a an innocently doofy racist place rather than a like hey 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 look at the Mexican robot alien we made. <laughs> well, yeah, they need to try it a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the sidebar says a place to talk about all spicy things, including hot sauces, salsa, recipes, and growing chilies. So, that's nice. You remember, Louisa, you remember when we were kids and we grew hot peppers in our window box and we ended up with, like, seven million of them? <laughs> yes. I understand now why in certain restaurants there's, like, garlands of chilies. Yeah. <laughs> because they're so easy to have. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm... the three of us actually fall on different places of the spice spectrum because I enjoy a little bit of spice, but I am not very good with it. Like a lot of it, even a moderate amount will really hurt my mouth and then I won't eat any more of the food. Yeah, then you're exactly like... right because Matt's a medium and I'm a monster. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Mild, medium, um... and monster. That would be, <laughs> that is your second tattoo, Jeff. <laughs> you need to have uh, it right uh, right next to your penis, though. <laughs> uh, next to? Not, like, on top of? Or, no. like, above? Well, ne- that's a kind like, of next to. Like, a little, like, to the left of it? No, like, just above it. Like, shave your pubic hair and then have it tattooed right there on above your penis. Okay. I that feel like sense. this is kick-shaving your own body, a tattoo like that. Because <laughs> if, if the answer for nudity is monster, <laughs> that doesn't really send a good message, does it? No, all three of them would only be visible when he's nude. Well... I suppose. Unless you're wearing those Britney Spears jeans. What I'm saying is that Jeff's penis is sometimes mild, sometimes medium, and sometimes a monster. That is the implication I'm having here. That's not inaccurate. Yeah, see? Uh, so the ninth on the front page is what Wait, I'm looking Jeff, at. Wait, Jeff, why are you changing the subject away from me? <laughs> Number nine on the regular standard front page is what I'm looking at now. It's a... Um, uh, it's got that mild racism of mistranslation from uh, Japanese, but it's a list of spiciness at a Japanese curry spot in Tokyo, um, ranging from the least spicy, hotness edible in children, to the most spicy, it is certainly evil to a body, I become a disabled person. <laughs> oh, God! Oh. That is very good. <laughs> that is very good. And also, I mean, you could say that it's racist because it's kind of like the joke is about uh, poor translation from English. I would argue those are much better descriptions of spiciness than anything we have in our language. Yep. So, um, Matt, you'll remember this. Me, you, and our only listener, Chris, went to Buffalo Wild Wings a few years ago. Yeah, I, and got, a, we ordered... I got a gift card from work, and I was like, I'm just going to take <laughs> a bunch of people out to, to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, because it's kind of garbage food, but Oh, I love fine. their fried cheese. Ugh. <laughs> so good. We ordered a bunch of normal wings, and then I think a half a dozen of the spiciest wings on the menu. 
Yep. Um, you and Chris shared one of the spiciest ones and That's started true. crying and convulsing and vomiting uh, uh, hellfire. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. You're getting and I ate, No, hold on. I hold ate on, the rest on, as my on, body sloughed off of my skeleton. Hold on. Jim. I was bones by the end and was like, oh, that was delicious. Allow me to reframe this story from another point of view. Mm-hmm. You Chris guys made the right choice. Chris I was I, wrong for doing that. Chris and I got we got this plate of the hottest wings they had. Chris and I shared one, as Jeff is correct. We we wanted to try it. We tried it, and then we were like, that was nice, but we've we know our limit, and now that's it. We're done. And then Jeff ate the whole rest of the plate. <laughs> literally mucus dribbling down every hole in his head. <laughs> Like, earwax was pouring out of him. I was going to say, you know, it's and, really spicy when you feel your earwax melting. Yeah. My outer layer of, of skin had gelatinized. And he was, like, sweating and so unhappy. And we were just oh, like, it was so Jeff, good, though. Jeff, they were free wings. Like, you don't have to eat them. Don't You don't even have to feel bad if you don't eat them. They're covered in poison already. So, like, it, they're already garbage. <laughs> Uh, it was so good. That was one time I had ghost pepper wings, and they came out, and I think there was six of them on the plate, and I was with, like, it was a huge thing at uh, the George Street Ale House in New Brunswick. I know you've been there a couple times, Matt. Yes. Um, and they come out, the manager comes out first and is like, are you sure that you want these? They're, like, the spiciest thing ever. And they come out, and they are black. The sauce on them is black. Um... <laughs> The other 11 people shared one of them, and I ate the rest, and the next day was the worst bathrooms day I've ever had in my life. See, that's the thing, because I feel like at least 50% of your, like, spicy tolerance is your ability to ignore the future bathroom experience that is going to happen to you. Uh, it's gonna get a little blue, but I'm gonna avoid explicit poop talk here and talk in as much euphemism as possible. The spice, the capsaicin has a numbing effect on the human body, on the mouth, the hands, um, and the human butthole, so that I spent the whole day being like, I don't know if I've pooped myself or not. I didn't, but I was always doubting it because I could not feel my butthole. Yeah, see, so here's the thing. so awful. There's a certain... It it was so tasty. It was like tasting It cannot be worth it. You're crazy. Yeah, oh, it was so cer- good. There's a certain element of bragginess in a lot of what you've said in the last yeah. five minutes, Jeff. <laughs> and yet, I feel like the ultimate picture you're painting of yourself is a man who, for a, a temporary pleasure, is willing to spend a day confused about how much poop is in his underwear. <laughs> Just for the record, it was none poop. I did make it every single, like, two dozen times. Oh, Jeff, though. I feel but like... Listen, it's a flavor a... that's inaccessible except through this pain. I am I am a man who is willing to sacrifice an awful lot for delicious tasting food. My attractiveness, my physical fitness, probably my health. Same, same, However, same, same. Your money, of course, because all of the good stuff is so money. expensive. Yes, absolutely my money. Um, but I feel like the only thing that's more important to me is having uneventful bathroom. <laughs> yeah, same. But I've tasted, I've tasted 
I've tasted the foul taste from beyond God's veil. Uh-huh. I've tasted something that is inaccessible to most people because I've <laughs> built up this tolerance by eating trash for years. Like some kind of Oscar the Grouch. Uh, so the second highest one on this poorly translated hotness scale is I already become the almost useless human being who is poisoning. <laughs> and I kind of feel like that is your third tattoo, Jack. <laughs> Uh, I prefer the one, uh, the one just one level less spicy than that. I meet with God, whether detached room, human body, omen as possible. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, sure, that is a funny description <laughs> of spiciness, but I feel like I already become the almost useless human being who is poisoning <laughs> is a That's tweet me. you have tweeted at some point in the past, Jeff. I'm almost certain oh. I've seen that written on your Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well... Louisa, what's the spiciest thing you've ever eaten? Um, I don't know. I mean, probably some hot wings that were, like, hotter than I would like. That's probably it. And I've had, you know, mm. curries and things that were kind of spicy, a little too spicy for me. Like, if I have a portion of food that I intend to eat and I'm only halfway through and I'm like, this hurts too much to finish, like, then I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, I, um, I really like spicy foods like curries or uh, Mexican food or Thai food, but your I butt doesn't never get... Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make my butt hurt enough. <laughs> I can't get them to give me the actual spiciest. Oh, because you're white? I know what you're talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> this is the only type of racism that white people have ever experienced in the history of time is if you're a white person and you go into an immigrant-owned restaurant that has spicy food, they will not give it to you the full amount of spicy. Jeff, I have a solution for you. you Face need paint. To, you need to, Well, no. You need to go into every restaurant and ask for the spiciest, and then before they leave the table, be like, hold on, I need to show you something. And then get a tack hammer and some carpet tacks out of your bag and hammer them into your tongue. See? You see what I can handle now. Go get yes, me my food. exactly. And also an ambulance. I just need to get a credit card with a fake name on it that has a name of a person of a different nationality. Or it just says Jeff Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good! <laughs> Jeff, also, you have your new Twitter name. Jeff the Spice King Kowalski. <laughs> I See, like I'm Jeff certified. Spicy. <laughs> I like Jeff Spicy way better. Jeff, Space, uh. Jeff Spicy sounds like you wanted to become a really big pop star in Korea, <laughs> and so you had to come up with a new name. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I... so what kind of wings do you guys generally order? I always get medium. The hottest. I always get Spicy Buffalo. Because I, I like that vinegary flavor. Yeah, mm. I say medium, but I mean medium buffalo. I like to go for, uh, I'll usually go spiciest and one of the non-spicy options, like garlic parmesan or something. <laughs> As something to cleanse your palate between bites? I mean, it's just nice to have variety, and it's it's pointless to have a variety of different levels of spicy. <laughs> yeah, true. It's so that you can make it so that you've completely ruined your ability to taste things by the time you get to the ones that actually taste like anything other than spiciness. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate hot sauce culture. Yes, me too. Yeah, talking about reasons to not vote for Hillary Clinton. Man, come on, dude. <laughs> what? 
Do you not know about this? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we even talked about it on the show. In I an, don't remember. In an effort to curry favor with Latino voters, uh, Hillary I thought Clinton, it was with black voters that she was trying to curry Maybe favor black with. voters. It's kind of, yeah, probably, who knows? Somebody. Some racial minority group. Um, Hillary Clinton, like, in many interviews, talked at length about how she always carries hot sauce in her purse because she, like, can't eat any food that doesn't have hot sauce on it. Like, uh, uh-huh, I'm sure that's true, Hillary Clinton. I'm sure yeah, you I'm go sure to the fucking... Yeah, I'm sure the 70-year-old woman. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe... She did grow up in, like, fucking Alabama or something. Maybe she does, like, spicy food. But, like, you don't carry hot sauce in your purse when you go to, like, million-dollar-a-plate fundraiser balls, <laughs> you fucking lying asshole. Like, I don't carry hot sauce around, and I actually like spicy food a lot. Like, I, I won't eat... Like, every time I get pizza, I always put hot sauce on it. But I don't need... Like, if I'm going out somewhere and they don't have it, I just won't have it. Yeah. You know what's weird, you guys? <laughs> I feel like um, hot sauce culture is very into sriracha in recent years. And, like, yeah. there's all this stuff of, like, oh, man, this new burger from Wendy's is, so, like, makes your whole body catch fire because of sriracha. Mm, that sandwich not... is pretty good, though. <laughs> Sriracha's not spicy, right? Like that's why I like really it. No, it's very, very spicy. spicy. It's vinegary and it's garlicky and it's sweet, which is why I like it. Yeah, it's it's like a thick paste, so I never use it as like a dipping sauce, but it makes a good ingredient because I I find it very spicy. Huh. Really? That's weird. Yeah, I find it much less spicy than like even Frank's like red hot or something. Yeah, crystal. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm, that's weird because Frank's Red Hot is like that's like water. That's like nothing. It's literally just vinegar and like red pepper flakes. Yeah, but then all you taste is vinegar and spice, whereas sriracha mm. has some other flavors to it. Yeah, that's true. I guess the other flavors kind of makes it more tolerable, even if your spiciness tolerance is not crazy. And, <laughs> so and I used to get eggs. um, I used to get uh, garlic uh, almonds, like garlic roasted almonds. Uh, from mm. Diamond or whatever the the company is that makes those almond little almond cans, um, mm-hmm. I like those as a snack. And then they stop <clears> making them because no one wants to continue making things that are good that I like. Uh, <laughs> so I guess fuck them. But then they came out with sriracha almonds, and I was like, oh, these are exactly the same. <laughs> like there's almost there's no perceptible difference. It's like one percent spicier, and that is it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's that thing when something gets popular and everyone kind of tries to figure out what makes it popular. Like, do you remember, it was probably 10 years ago, but suddenly um, mojitos became super popular. So, like, places would make actual mojitos. That's great. Whatever. But then, like, Applebee's would be like, we have mojito chicken. Just because they figured out the only flavors you would taste from that would be lime and uh, mint. And they could put that in fucking anything. And there was mojito-flavored gum and all sorts of shit. And it's like finding the one flavor to be like, oh, hot sauce and garlic? We can put that in anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I think that it mixes really well with sauces. Uh, but, yeah, I also just linked us to um, GIFs of sriracha being made. And it's, oh, man, it's fun to watch. So I just left because I was... <laughs> clicking through pictures and i found one that says spice warning at a korean restaurant and this one isn't racist at all but the the spice warnings there's uh seven of them i'm just gonna read through them real quick it's don't worry i'm okay 
so-so, hot, too hot, oh my god, and fuck. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yep. Pretty good. I, um... It's weird that Sriracha has exploded recently. I wonder what did it. Because it's been around, like, forever. This yeah. specific Hoi Fong Foods brand with the rooster on it. Uh, that has been around forever. I think it just um, ties into this, like, ooh, we have a new spicy sandwich. But it's not actually so spicy that people won't eat it. So it's yeah. like they can This is something that we can still benefits. sell to white people. Yeah. But you now there's other brands the of it and of stuff, it and too. And be like, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, I know. I feel like that's kind of cheating. <laughs> like, I know anyone can make it because anyone can figure out the recipe, but it's like this one company like really pioneered it and brought it to the United States, and it's still so yeah. cheap. Like, it feels shitty to buy a different brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's certainly true. <sighs> so I yeah, th- I um, I, go ahead. No, no, you go. Uh, I ordered just like a six pack on Amazon and because it's so concentrated it I still have like three whole bottles that are unopened so far it's like specific use for me I don't put it in everything yeah I think <clears throat> the problem is that it's got a like a vegetable sweetness to it that I don't it's hard to pair that with things usually if I'm gonna go for something like that I will put it I'll put tomato stuff in there as opposed to pepper stuff mm. I love it on eggs mm. though on fried eggs or uh, mixed into the yolk of a uh, deviled egg uh, see I just put regular hot sauce on uh, on my eggs mm, the sriracha is good though and I put yeah. dill on my eggs because I'm civilized yeah that sounds good too. <clears throat> It is good. And I, um, dill weed, am I right? Burn. Uh, take that. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sriracha goes in any Asian food I make, um, and because I like they're it. they're all the in, same to you, Jeff. In taco meat. Um, I'll add it to curry as, like, an extra spice in addition to the chili powder and cumin. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't use it as a condiment that the way it seems to be getting pushed these days. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing where it's like I mean, it's like all of hipster culture, right? Where it's like it's more important to be seen doing the thing than to actually enjoy doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And so like no one's going to be able to tell that you put sriracha in your deviled eggs, but if you have a deviled egg and then pull out a bottle of sriracha and dump it all over it, oh, you're so cool. You're so international. I, guess, I think yeah. that's that's really smart for deviled eggs, though. I think because it's a uh, it's a very flavorful, spicy thing. I think that's a well, good yeah, idea. Really well. And when you get sushi that has spicy mayo on it, that's just sriracha and mayonnaise mixed together, right? Yeah, I'm not pretty sure much. What that is, but yeah, it does taste like that. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's just sriracha and mayonnaise, and also it that's might the be best that, part of sushi. <laughs> it might be that sweet chili sauce. Yeah, that is the yeah. best part of sushi. Definitely. That and the pickled ginger, which I love. Oh, man. If I could just dip balls of... If, if somebody could make, like, frozen balls of the spicy mayo that I could dip into uh, soy sauce and pickled ginger. <laughs> so cut, cut out all those vegetables and fish and garbage. <laughs> is sriracha on the way out or is still the top spice? Because it was Chipotle a few years ago. That was like, yeah. oh, you can get the new the new Chipotle Big Mac or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That actually sounds great. I don't know if anything else is taking over. Yeah. The problem with Chipotle is that people never really understood what it was. Like, I do. To this. Yeah, no. (laughs) 
smoked jalapeno peppers. Go on. Yes, thank you both for proving that you're smart. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, we're really smart. Did you not know that? The name, the name outgrew the public understanding of it, so people heard chipotle but didn't know. Like, oh, I think that means spicy. Like, I have been to restaurants with many people who see chipotle and they're like. Is that, like, from the restaurant? And I have to be like, no, it was a thing before. Fuck. Ah. Yeah, Remember well, when I it think... was Tabasco? That stuff sucks. What's that? What? Tabasco sauce I don't like, but yeah. that was popular for a while. I don't like that either. It doesn't really have a flavor. It just has a heat. It's too vinegary for I me. Like, I like Tabasco, okay? I, I was like gonna it on say, pizza. Matt, I think you're exactly right in that Sriracha's taken over for Chipotle because people don't know what Sriracha means. Like, if you're yep. like, well, what yep. makes sriracha different from another hot sauce? I bet most people wouldn't be able to tell you. But I don't think a lot of people would even know that it's a hot sauce. I mean, <clears throat> I think that we are more plugged in than your average person. Like, olds. Uh, and olds just don't pay attention to this stuff. So they see sriracha on the Wendy's menu and they're like, oh, okay, I don't know what that word means, but I guess... They see with flames yeah, and... in the picture of the sandwich, and they're like, hot sauce, I guess? Yeah, hot sauce. Yeah. And then they don't yeah. ever think about it. Yep. And the Wendy's commercial for that sandwich is literally just a dozen people saying sriracha over and over and over again. I hate that. Yep. <laughs> Hilarious, Wendy's. You've done it again. Good I job. Just, the most controversial post on here is someone saying, sorry, Hoi Fong, you've been dethroned, and they're holding a bottle of Tabasco brand sriracha. <laughs> Yeah, no way. Sorry, Tabasco can't even manage to make the best, like, regular hot sauce. They're not going to dethrone the the king. You're going to come after the rooster sauce? I don't think so. I mean, I think the king of hot sauce probably is Tabasco. Like, if you looked at the, the numbers, who sells the most hot sauce in the world is probably Tabasco. I think I've said I this wonder. on the show before, but I, I don't know if this is still true, but I know a while ago Tabasco was sort of its own kingdom, because they're on Tabasco Island, which is uh, off the coast of Louisiana, and they own all the land and they grow their peppers there. And they have machines to get salt from the ocean, and they make their own vinegar. So, like, they're entirely self-sufficient. Like, they could be making Tabasco after a zombie apocalypse. That's kind of amazing. That is interesting. That's very strange. But I think as a weird, like, metaphor for something, they have mined too much for salt under their own island and parts of it are collapsing. Oh man, Tabasco <laughs> Island is sinking! <laughs> Now's the time! Yes, Tabasco is the number one best-selling hot sauce in the world. Number two wow. is Frank's Red Hot. Number three is Sriracha. Yeah. Uh, number four is Texas Pete. Oh, yeah, yeah I would have pegged Texas Pete or uh, or, or Crystal. I would have said number five is uh, original Louisiana. Huh. They're mm. all pretty good for making wings, except Tabasco. You don't want really to use that for wings. I think Tabasco wings would be fine. No, it's just the key I think the ori- no flavor. Well, Buffalo- I think the original is Frank's Red Hot and Butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I think Tabasco and Butter would make buffalo sauce just as well as Frank's Red Hot and Butter. I don't think there's no. that much difference. Yeah. No, there is. <laughs> and I think it would be a little that. harsher. Recipes say use any hot sauce you like, but not Tabasco. 
I really like the Tabasco <laughs> Chipotle flavored sauce because uh, it has a nice smoky mm. flavor to it, and it's like a little viscous. Yeah, I know everyone's over Chipotle, but I, I love don't know it. why I that buy them all the time. So bad. When Jeff said a little viscous, I gagged a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Why. <laughs> so their habanero sauce is not good, even though I love habanero. So I'm looking at a picture right now, the caption of which is "Sriracha in space." Uh, and it's a bunch of people around a table in a space shuttle eating dinner, and they have a bottle of sriracha, like, taped to the wall or whatever. And this is reminding me of... I, I was listening to... Uh, I think it was, like, a 99% Invisible or something the other day, when people were talking about designs of the space shuttle and stuff. And it's true. I'm looking at this now. People are sitting around a table eating food on the table. And the question that designers have been asking recently is... Why do you need chairs in space? <laughs> I guess because it f- makes it makes them feel more at home. How so? Well, do they, are they belted in? One of them is, yes. But if you're not belted in, you are getting 0% chair experience. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're belted in, though, it would help you not worry about that while you're trying to also eat. Yeah, but you could just as easily be strapped to the wall. I mean, <laughs> like, just yes. make the thing... They just have to make the thing spin enough, and then on the outer surface is where all the work happens. Okay, thanks, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> oh, I never saw that movie. Oh, you're so Indian uh, counterculture, Jeff. <laughs> Indian? Is that what you said? <laughs> yes, you're so Indian, Jeff. <laughs> That's all I heard, and then there was a long pause. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have right in front of me a box of my favorite snack food that I did somehow have been looking at and not bringing up despite the fact that it's relevant. It is Cheez-It hot and spicy variety made with green uh, pepper Tabasco. Yeah. That's just it's the best snack in the world. It's so no, good. No, because now they have Cheez-Its uh, extra baked and those are the best. Yeah, those are world. pretty good. God, fuck, now I really want Cheez-Its. Uh, they're so good and so bad for you. <laughs> and I can just smell that chili squares. downstairs. Oh, this is terrible. Maybe we should stop uh, recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to make... Uh, we yeah, we're at an hour and a half. We can quit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make steak and fries after this, and I usually oh. have mayo with my fries, and I was like, oh, but now I need to have sriracha mayo. Sriracha mayo. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know that there's ever going to be a time for the rest of my life where I don't just put sriracha in my mayonnaise. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you might want chipotle mayo. Mm, I don't like chipotle. Oh, I love it. Oh, weird. So good. The problem, is, the problem is that I remember when I was younger having some things at friends' houses that had, like, artificial smoke flavor. Oh, yeah. And so now, if food is too smoky tasting, I'm just like, oh, this tastes like chemicals. Blah. Yeah, I don't. Is there, is there soy but... sauce mayo? Is that a thing? I don't think that would go together put it in. very well. It seems yeah, like it w- would have. Ha- it seems like it would be popular already because soy sauce and mayo are like the two essential ingredients to like half of Japanese cuisine. Yeah, you got to buy that Japanese mayo though. Cupie mayonnaise, my favorite. Mm. It's good stuff. What's the difference there? Is it more egg? Uh, it's like I think it is more egg because it's definitely thicker and it's got like a tangier taste to it but also creamier it's very hard to describe it's much richer it's so strange because i've had vegan mayo like the good brand of it and it tasted the same as regular mayonnaise and oh, i'm like man, wh- why so does it wrong. taste the same yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you're vegan so mayonnaise wrong. Is terrible. it tasted 
Jeff, the same. You've burned your tongue completely smooth with <laughs> spicy food, and you can't taste things anymore. I'm sorry to be the one to break this to you. It tasted identical. <laughs> You're like You're mm, wrong. library paste. This is the same as mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jeff. I feel like. Every way in which you are superior to us in eating spicy food is a way in which you are inferior to us in tasting things. No. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. I've never had, like, artisanal mayo. It tasted the same as, like, Hellman's. Yeah, I've made my own mayonnaise, blender mayonnaise. It's not that hard to make, and it looks just right, so that's, like, very impressive when you're making it. But then you taste it, yeah. and you're like, wow, this is nowhere near as good as Hellman's. <laughs> like, I, have, I mm. made it once and never again. Yep. Yeah, yeah well, that's so strange. It should be, like, the same. Yeah, or it should be better, because it's, like, fresh lemon juice and fresh eggs and everything. But you but guys no. are forgetting how delicious preservatives are. I guess so. Mm, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't put them in things that they didn't taste good. You know what else is good in mayonnaise? Malt vinegar. You mix in just enough of that that you can taste it. That's real good on fries. Meh. Fish and chips. I kind of feel like I want either vinegar or mayonnaise on my fries, but not both. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should open my mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't, li- I don't like mayo. That's the message I don't like mayo as a out. condiment. Yep. You don't like it? Uh, I don't like dipping things in it. I like to have it as a spread on a sandwich, so it just kind of like melts in there. Oh. Yeah, I know. I will get from Wawa, my order is always hot turkey, little bit of mayo, salt, pepper, oregano, parmesan on whatever type of roll I'm hungriest for. Holy crap, that was the most boring thing anyone's ever said on a podcast. You just literally (laughs) recited your sandwich order into a microphone, Jeff. (laughs) I'm interested. You shut up. (laughs) They sometimes say you should put mayonnaise on the outside of your bread when you're making a grilled cheese sandwich, and I tried (laughs) that once, and yeah, it grills nice and brown, and it tastes fucking terrible. Don't do that. Don't ever do it. Butter butter (laughs) is the way to go with that one. Yeah. Um, until you said making a grilled cheese sandwich, that was a very funny prank you were playing on our listeners. Hey, you know what's a really good plan is to put mayonnaise on the outside of your sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it helps grease up your fingers real good. Yeah. You can slide it into your mouth better. You can Kobayashi <laughs> that thing straight down. Just have a cup of mayonnaise. Dip it in a glass of <laughs> yeah. Dip your hot dog in a glass of mayonnaise and then slide it right down. Oh, you know what is my favorite? I'll get a Chick-fil-A with those pickles on there and then just put a packet of mayo and it just turns into, like, a clear, greasy film on hot food. <laughs> oh, God, no, it does. Stop talking mm. about melting mayonnaise. It's a horrible thing. It should always be yeah, cold. Yeah, it's so good. No. No. <laughs> no. Jeff, your you put it on hot sandwiches. Bad. Jeff, your tasters about... are exploded. <laughs> What's great about Kewpie mayonnaise is it comes in a squeeze bottle, so it has a little nozzle yeah. and you can just squeeze, like, a little bit out, like, toothpaste. Or if you take that nozzle off, it has a star tip underneath so you can make like a little fancy like whipped cream thing of mayonnaise on your food. Yeah, if you're making a 50s style salad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How did we go this long in this episode without talking about the time that, Jeff, I made you a birthday pizza that was all the spiciest things in the whole world that I could find? Oh yeah, that was really good. (laughs) Let's hear about this. Uh, So Jeff, for his birthday, asked... uh, uh, Emma and I were roommates at the time, and uh, he asked us to make him, like, a birthday dinner because he didn't want to go out, and we offered to make him a birthday dinner. So uh, he said he liked spicy food and pizza, and I forget what Emma made for dessert. But anyway. Um, Something chocolate, probably, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I don't really remember that part. But um, 
So I made, I spent like two days making jalapeno jam that I used instead of tomato sauce. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I made pizza dough and jalapeno jam, and then I put mozzarella cheese on it and pepper jack cheese, uh, and then slices of um, uh, ghost, no, not ghost, scotch bonnet peppers. Uh, and I cooked it in the oven and I ate like a half of a slice and it was so hot. I couldn't eat anymore. But Jeff ate like the whole thing. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> well, I, uh, I really like spicy food. <laughs> yep. Wow, this is making me hungry for curry, which I haven't had out in a while. Yeah. Oh, man. When I was in uh, Hawaii, that we had, we went to a, like a legit ramen place. Um, and, and they had like. The, your food came with little little bowls that you could pour into your soup depending on what flavor you wanted uh, and and there was a spicy one and there was a like probably soy saucy type one and a sour one and I just put them all in there because it was real good <laughs> I want all the flavors please yeah, I had ramen yeah, yesterday real... there's actually a ramen place in town Kumamoto ramen which is great because their bowls have Kumamon on them the little bear mascot who I love oh yes yes <laughs> And they, it was uh, pork belly, and then that was so good. And then like a million different like ginger and chopped up bamboo shoots and everything. Ah, so many things. That is what really makes me happy in a meal that I eat somewhere else that I don't have, have to make all the things. Have you ever had the ramen that's so legitimate that it has the fish cake in there? Because that is horrifying. Yeah, I don't like that yeah, fish cake. Very I don't much. like it's it either. That, like Chewy. pinwheel pink and white. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, the, the Naruto fish cake, for which the character Naruto is named after. Yeah. Because he's spiral-themed, so his name oh, is Naruto no. Uzumaki, so he's named after the spiral fish cake and the word for spiral. Oh, I like God. that that's a emoji that people have been using for, like, cookies forever, but it's <laughs> <a fish> <laughs> There's, like, two cookie emojis! Yeah, I know, but people use that one, too. And, uh, I don't know if they know it's a mm, fish cake or not, but... Yep. They're so gross, though. Yeah. But that's kind of the thing they put in there to counter the spiciness, I think. Like, you're supposed to take a little bite of that after you eat some spicy. Yeah, because they're kind of bland. Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this episode's over. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I ran out of steam. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we got some good jokes in there at some point. Yeah, And we weren't angry for most of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really happy. I think the best thing is that we're going to start referring to our political beliefs as the horny left. I really genuinely (laughs) think that that's a good idea. Oh, boy. Jeff apparently disagrees. I'm surprised. I thought Jeff would be on board. Mm, No, I think that it should be illegal to be horny. (laughs) Well, yes, fine. You really are the horny left. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, well, I'm more into kink outlawing. Oh man, that's definitely a kink, right? Having your kink shamed is your kink. Oh, there was a vine to this effect where it's a guy talking to. Yeah. He's playing both characters, and he says uh, something about daddy, and the other person says, "Don't kink shame me." And then the other person, oh, it's calling people daddy is gross. Don't kink shame me. Kink shaming is my kink, and then the other guy cries. It's no. good. I ju- yeah, that's no, more boring on. than the sandwich, right? <laughs> yeah. Describing Retain a vine. Vines. That was also very boring. And also, <laughs> that's the opposite of the thing I was saying, so you weren't even <laughs> listening to me leading into it, so that's good, too. I'm bad at listening. I'm a bad listener. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed listening, even though none of us listen to each other ever at all. 
Um, uh, if you did, please rate and review us on iTunes, and please tell your friends about it. It really helps us out. Um, we're getting, like, our listening numbers are very slowly creeping upwards, Hooray. so... You know, hey, you don't have access to those numbers. I'm making it up to make it sound like <laughs> we're doing good. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Come, on. On the show. Come on, get on the trolley. Get on the horny left here. <laughs> uh, so please, yeah, please spread this around if you can. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at SeeingReddit or email us SeeingReddit at gmail.com. You can find me at KamikazePilot on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, patreon.com slash jeffjk. Go to weaponizedlanguage.com and listen to my other shows. Uh, please go listen to Creepypodsta, uh, all the episodes of it. Just download them right now and rate and review because I'm number eight in literature and I really want to get uh, above no sleep. Yeah, take that, no sleep. You guys are a bunch of creepy pervs. Yeah, you provide <laughs> all of our content and I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. You. Love you. You're good, no sleep. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah, creepy pervs. You're the best. Speaking of creepy pervs, I'm Louisa, and you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Heronbird. Alrighty. Uh, okay, so until next week, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. And don't read the comments, please. Ooh, ASMR. Put mayonnaise on everything. <laughs> oh no, subliminal. <laughs> now I gotta go put now. mayonnaise on my chili. <laughs> Portion of the game where you come across one of you know how you have to go into the different temples to get the orbs or whatever yeah mm. and there's one temple that's surrounded by flowers and if you try to walk through the flowers <laughs> a lady yells at you and I just wanted to have the option to be like fuck off I'm saving the whole world here it's fucking one flower I've teleported back to that one a couple times and she's still there to yell at you as you try to get off of the teleport pad to like walk away from the place (laughs) that's so fucking stupid yeah you say you're saving the whole world but if like a a prominent uh, if Martin Luther King came over to your house and was like I'm gonna kick over all your flowers you'd probably still be like hey buddy I know you're really important but don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but counterpoint, I wouldn't surround his car with flower beds, and then when he tried to get in, it'd be like, hey, wait, 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 you have to solve this puzzle. Like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, sorry, we didn't know that was your car. You've been asleep for a hundred years, Mr. King. <laughs> wait, guys, we're writing a really good game right now. <laughs>